Welcome to Ignite Your Confidence for women in leadership who want to speak up and stand out. I'm your host, Karen Laus. Here you'll get all of the tips and tools that you need to stand out with unshakable confidence. Let's dive into today's episode. Our next speaker is Sarah Mankey. She is the CEO of Premier Talent Partners, which she started as a one-woman show in 1998. Now, Premier hires nationally, operates out of five offices with a staff of about 65 employees. In her 20 plus years serving as the CEO, Sarah has catapulted Premier from obscurity to being a regular on several best of lists, such as San Francisco Business Times list of best places to work and top staffing firms in the Bay Area. Altruistic at heart, Sarah has built into Premier's framework a deep sense of social responsibility. Her employees are encouraged to give back to local communities through various organizations geared at making a better tomorrow for a future generation. Last year alone, Premier donated approximately $30,000 to 13 organizations nationwide. She's one of 11 children. She lived in a village in Mexico when she was 19 and was the first Caucasian they had ever seen in person. Lastly, her first tax-paying job, Taco Bell. Let's take a listen to what Sarah had to say about when she didn't speak up, but wished that she had. Here's Sarah. I have endless examples <laughs> of <laughs> moments where I wish I spoke up and I was thinking, oh my goodness, how do I pick just one? Let's see, a fun example. And I was in New York, you know, we have a New York office and I initially had traveled there a significant amount of time, but I traveled there on a regular basis before COVID. And there was one time where I was in New York and I was actually in a conversation with someone and a man interrupted me and just, you know, decided that he needed to come into the conversation to share with me that he knew someone that I knew. And so I, you know, was as always very gracious and I said, oh, you know, wonderful, that's great. And then he proceeded to say how proud he was of me for doing what I do. And he then stated that it must be so hard to do what I do, given that I'm a woman. <gasps> and he wished me luck in the future. And oh that was, it was such an incredible experience because I, that, that actually hadn't happened to me. Uh, that directly before and it was shocking that he interrupted a conversation it was surprising at how clueless he was of of of, of what he was saying and 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 for me like i always laugh because first of all i love myself so i'm like well whatever i mean <laughs> thanks i guess i mean good luck whatever i was like good luck to you like dude if that's your perspective you're not gonna be in business much longer uh and certainly the person i was talking with was floored at that conversation so i have had you know over my career many many situations where i'm the only woman in a room it used to be that i was not only the only woman in the room, but the youngest person in the room. And there were often, you know, conversations that were had with me there about my disability being a woman. I laughed it off in essence because I wasn't comfortable addressing it directly. Mm -hmm. um, with the gentleman in New York, I was just like, whatever, like, I, you know, I feel sorry for you because you're going to be out of business soon if that's your perspective on life. But, right. Um, 
but with these other people, I do, you know, I do wish I would have spoken up because I was in groups with CEOs where there were things that were said that would undermine, you know, my, my credibility as a professional. Um, a lot of times um, there were references made about my physical appearance and that that must be why I am successful. Oh my goodness. And I, I, I didn't speak up. I actually had a situation like that happen very recently where I had someone reach out to me, a CEO of a very large company and say, you know, I'm expanding my business. I'd like to work with you. And, um, you know, after seeing you, I'm even more interested in, in doing business with you. And I came back that time I spoke up and I said, you know, after a lengthy conversation, our values are clearly not aligned. And more importantly, if you think that by telling me that I'm attractive, that I'm going to be interested in doing business with you, you're wrong. Oh my God. <laughs> You've undermined yourself and your credibility with me. And I think it's best that we just, you know, not do business together. And this was only a few weeks ago in the midst of COVID where, you know, as a business, a staffing business, we need business, but um, I, I am now in a place, and, and, and especially because of the Black Lives Matter movement, where I'm very comfortable speaking up. Um, yeah. I hear something that isn't right. That's amazing. Oh my gosh. And what a model. I'm so glad you said something. Jeez. <laughs> oh, wow. So what would you say now kind of pivoting to think about your journey? What was your biggest mistake or failure and what did you learn from it? By far, my biggest mistake or failure, and it, it, it has been consistent, um, is retaining talent that does not align with our value proposition. And the reason why that is the biggest mistake is because even one sliver of doubt within an organization can destroy an organization and its mission. And so it's mission critical that we hire based on our value proposition. And we do, but there have been times where we have made mistakes in hiring and retaining that talent um, has proven to, it, it set us back a bit. So we are now at a place and I am now at a place where if and when I see misalignment, you know, we cut the cord very quickly. What I've learned from that is, is that retaining someone who isn't aligned can undermine and create really great um, crevices in our productivity and our effectiveness um, and in the in the cohesiveness of our organization. Hmm. And there's nothing worse for a company, right, than being out of alignment. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Well, and I know you're a role model to many people. Tell us about who was the biggest role model or the most influential person in your life. Wow, oh, that's a that is a tough one. That is a really tough one. I mean, I would obviously start with my parents first, right? They helped create um, the foundation from which I am built, uh, which is based on integrity mm -hmm. um, to be whole and undivided, and I lead with that, right? Um, from there, I have had incredible mentors in my life, whether they knew they were mentors or not. Um, one of my old bosses in staffing who taught me how to really interview 
and manage an interview process unbiased and from a lens of equity. Um, and that there's nothing more important than that. Um, and that there's nothing more important than uh, making sure that we're representing what is diversity, hiring and diversity of thought and um, representing, you know, the, um, I guess, underrepresented communities, right? So she taught me that and, and, and that has been very much a part of the foundation of Premier. I would have to, I have to say Oprah because she <laughs> has, you know, just as a woman and what she's achieved and, and um, just what she has been through and what she continues to bring uh, every day, uh, the, the, the energy, the, the unconditional love, the conviction, the passion, the connection. I mean, it's endless with her. I also have to identify that there are some companies, some technologies that we look to that I, that I admire so, so much, the way organizations have grown uh, uh, to, to continue to um, make a difference and, and, and make an impact and, and remove what would be, you know, some of the boundaries and or the box, right? Um, I'm definitely an out-of-box thinker, and so I, I have some organizations that I've admired as well. I love what you said about the out-of-the-box thinker. What is something that was maybe an idea that you brought forward that other people went, oh, I don't know about that, Sarah. I mean, I know you're the boss and have been for a long time, <laughs> but have you ever had any resistance to the out-of-the-box thinking that you've had, or maybe one example, but you kept pushing forward with your idea? I have endless numbers of examples of resistance, endless numbers of examples. And yes, you know, it's so interesting because, right, I'm a founding CEO and I'm 100% owner of this business, right? Uh, however, and I am so blessed to be in this position, I am an owner and not an operator. And what that means is, is that there are people within Premier, our organization, that run divisions, departments, and they are the decision maker. And I am here to be their advocate. I am here to listen, um, to apply that coaching habit questions that'll help them get to the right decision. Um, but I am in no way a dictator, and I very rarely will put my foot down, although sometimes I try. Um, what, what they have learned within Premier is, is that if I come back three times with the same idea, they need to listen. There is an idea that I have had for about 10 years that I've, I bring up periodically, periodically, periodically. And about a year and a half ago, I, find, I brought it up again. And that time I brought it up with a point, pain point, right? And it was Uber was coming into the staffing sector. And I, and, and I saw the opportunity to present my idea, but with Uber as a threat, right? I think if you present an idea with fear, then maybe they'll buy in. And what happened was I presented the idea again with Uber as a real viable threat, right? They're coming into our space. And that was what helped me, thank you, Uber, um, make this transition. And the transition is very big and it is a major paradigm shift for our business. But what we've effectively done is we've transitioned from what is a brick and mortar staffing business, much like any other staffing business, whether it's entry level labor staffing all the way up to executive search. We all we run business the same way. People might say, no, we're different. We're different. The reality is, is that we do work the same way. And especially before when there was no talent, right? We were all headhunting at a, at a, at a, at a very robust level. Um, 
what we've done is we've built a talent platform. So we have effectively transitioned from brick and mortar now into a digital platform. And so we're running this staffing business, but we're also running this technology business. And it's really, really exciting. And if it wasn't for Uber saying that they were coming to our space, then my executive team and my leadership team, I don't think would have ever supported this idea to make this transition where we're still curating talent, right? But where we were in the middle before as a liaison between talent and clients, we're now wrapping our arms around it and allowing them to communicate, be a part of the workflow process and be a part of the decision-making process to make better hires. Oh my gosh. Congratulations. Thank you. So cool. Thank you. Oh my gosh. So how about thinking back to when you first started mm. the business, mm. can you bring us into the moment where you first opened your doors, maybe that first day and what that was like? It was magical. It was magical for so many different reasons. I will say that when I came into recruiting, the first candidate I interviewed was the first resume that came through the first day of Premier. So I started my career at Nelson Staffing and the candidate that I interviewed, her name was Brigitte. And five and a half years later, I posted an ad and the first resume was Brigitte. Oh my gosh. And that for me is the universe saying you're doing the right thing because how does that happen? <laughs> and the first day that I opened the doors for Premier, I received a call from Accenture saying, we want to do business with you. Wow. We've heard so much about you. And it was our first day and it just went from there. Um, so yes, it, it, the, the first day was, it was so exciting. I was alone in this beautiful office with this whole, you know, computer, computers and setup and everything waiting. And, you know, I had one day of, of peace. And then <laughs> that was that. Huh? It just took off. Yeah. That's fantastic. Well, congratulations again. It's been so fun to, to be connected all these years. All right, let's do a lightning round of questions. Just okay. what comes to mind. Okay, we'll start with the easy ones. Favorite or first concert? Three Dog Night. Nice. Favorite quote or mantra? I'm a big energy universe person. You know, I I believe, I feel, and I and I allow. Believe, feel, and allow. Mm -hmm. Great. How about your guilty pleasure or just pleasure on Netflix? I don't watch TV. Oh. At all. Ever. Oh my gosh. Never. Like, don't ever turn it on. I'm a music person. Oh, tell us your favorite song. <laughs> oh my gosh. Let me see. Right now, there's a song called Naked that I really like, and I really <laughs> like Dessert, and I really like, I mean, I like a variety. Youth is a beautiful song. Um, gratitude, uh, Grateful is a beautiful song. I have so many. My music choice is quite vast as well. Got it. Got yes. it. I love it. Love mm -hmm. it. How about where your first kiss was? Oh man, <laughs> I was, it was at a skating rink. I was young 
and a much older, I was in grammar school and a much older high school boy skated by, grabbed my shoulders, kissed me, and then skated away. And I didn't know what happened. <laughs> I never told anyone about it. It was totally wrong. <laughs> <laughs> okay, how about the last book that you read? Oh, I'm reading it. I'm reading it right now. It's, um, oh my gosh, it's such a good book. Is it Im Im Embark or Embrace or, um, oh, I can't think of it. Embark or Embrace. It's a very famous and a lot, Engage. A lot of women are reading it right now. Okay. Untamed? Uh, Untamed. That's it. Sorry. <laughs> that's okay. No, Glennon Doyle. That's it. Woo! Yeah, that's her. I love it. I yeah. love it. Okay. What's something you always keep in your purse? Lipstick and my eye cream. <laughs> and the last one, what is something on your nightstand right now? I have this beautiful deck of cards that was given to me and they're for women and they have a book and an interpreting book with them. And I pick a card each day and it's just a private moment to reflect on. Um, they're gorgeous, the, the artwork and um, they send a simple message each day and I, I take that as a, as a blessing. Love That's it. Oh, thank you, Sarah. This has just been great. Thank you so much for doing this. And for those people that want to connect with you, please tell us where they can reach you. Well, they can reach me if they go to our website, premiertalentpartners.com and go to the team. My picture's there with all of my direct contact information. And I welcome any outreach anytime. And that's a wrap of another episode of Ignite Your Confidence. I'm your host, Karen Laus. Thank you so much for listening. If you love today's episode, please subscribe and leave a review. It helps other people find the podcast faster, and it certainly helps me. If you're interested in more tips and tools around confidence, please join me over in my Facebook group called Ignite Your Confidence with Karen Laus. Remember, you too can stand out with unshakable confidence. <laughs>